Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. It's about payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll industry or a seasoned vet, this is the podcast for you. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us today again on It's About Payroll. We're really excited about today's show. We have two people with us from HR, Amanda Neighbors and Brooke Blomker is here to share their story on how HR bridges over to payroll and that partnership and what that looks like. Payroll always partners with the HR department, whether they sit in it or not. We always we partner with every department in the company, but HR is like the other side of the same coin. And we'd love to share that dynamic with you guys from the HR perspective. So we'll start off with Amanda Neighbors. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how you know that relationship is with payroll yeah thank you so i'm amanda neighbors i'm the director of talent acquisition for endeavor schools i have been in hr pretty much my entire career i started out in recruitment advertising focusing on employer branding and recruitment strategy and then i moved into a more traditional hr role with a local board of education i was there for 11 years before coming to endeavor schools 3 years ago so i've been in education for a really long time as well and at endeavor we have seen how important and vital that relationship between hr and payroll is and you think of when a company says we're like a family i think of hr and payroll like siblings in that yep game. That's a go, yeah, I like that. Love and will defend each other to their dying day, but my goodness, can they make each other mad? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so good, yes. So yes. It, it is, We, is, you're right, you said it best, Brian, we're two sides of the same, but, and we have to work in tandem together, but it is, it definitely can be a love-hate relationship there, but most of the time, it's all brought back to that love that we have of wanting to do right by the people that we serve. That's that awesome. is, that's how I see the relationship between HR and payroll. I think that's a really good call out, like having the right people and for the right reasons, the right team. I think of, I was just recently reading Good to Great, I think it's Jim Collins, and he talks about having the right people on the bus. Absolutely. Our bus is about our people. We just, if you get people that want to serve, then, and if everybody's like that, then you got a good team because then the infighting will always be about what is best for your yes for your people. customer yes for yeah. your people yeah. exactly so now that's cool you said all the right things do you have any good or bad stories that like kind of stick out as something you don't have to mention any <laughs> work names or company names but just just the story yeah this guy was working with brian no <laughs> uh, i was thinking about this beforehand when you're thinking about where things go wrong and and a good juicy story Ultimately, it all comes down to a breakdown in communication. And so a lot of the examples I had when I was thinking about talking about them tonight, it all boiled down to that same thing is that somewhere along the way, communication was lost. So I think about things as simple as, but important things that we need to track, but like title changes and which can affect a pay grade, which then of course affects salary or changes with benefits or 401k, those types of little things that happen along the way that sometimes I know in my world of HR, it's constant, right? There's always something coming my way. We have to do a, a better job of keeping up with 
what those issues are and making sure that everybody feels like their issue is a top priority. But again, I've said it before, we don't have plates, we have platters. Yeah, for real. It's prioritizing that, leaning into the resources that you have, being able to ask for help when you need it. It's, it all comes down to that level of being able to communicate with your team. And even if payroll and HR aren't together in one department, they are your team. And yep. you have to reach out and look, work with them and lean into them. So when I was thinking about what's a great story about a time that there was a, an issue with payroll, really, there's so many, there's so many good things and there's so many things that, that didn't end up good. But what I can say about all of it is at the end of the day, we have to be reflective practitioners. And I think one thing that we have done really well with our organization is we are always looking for ways to improve. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to is looking at where the communication breakdown came and being reflective in the process and being open to that, taking accountability when things go wrong and fixing it so it, it works right the next time. Very well said. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so thank you for that, Amanda. Now we're going to move on to our other superstar guests, Brooke Blumker. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and share some stories, some issues that you may have had, good or bad, with payroll? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So born and raised in Minnesota. You can probably tell by the accent <laughs> here. And yeah, I've had an interesting career path into human resources, but I guess there's no kid who's walking around. Hey, I want to work in human resources when I grow up. <laughs> so that's, I guess, one thing I love of just working in HR is everybody has a different path to get here probably the same could be said for payroll. Yep. So my husband always for years and years said that I should work in human resources, that I'd be so good at it, but never really gave it much thought. I graduated college, thought that I wanted to be a college professor, did a grad program in developmental psychology and realized that I really did not enjoy working with college students, which is probably <laughs> a prerequisite for that job. But the piece that I really did love was I was really passionate about early childhood ed, decided to go a totally different route, said, hey, let's give teaching a try and became an early childhood teacher, later became a director. And then I really found that all of the job duties that I enjoyed the most about being a director were like the HR functions, uh, oh, wow. hiring, coaching, performance stuff, even not that it's the most sexy job duty or the funnest, but like even following company policies, things like that. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> so as far as, and what was the other thing? Were there any consistent, consistent issues between your payroll HR partnership that could be approved of on any common problems that you experience in your career i let me think about that any awesome I, stories that stick out yeah i don't know that or i have bad ones yeah i don't know that i have any particular story that sticks out i just i have so much respect for payroll professionals because like i just realized it's such an underappreciated job yes. like people do not understand the work that goes into a really good payroll run yep. and like when it's friday and like you're not getting calls you're not getting emails you're not getting stuff yes. it is awesome yeah um, yes and i think whenever there is some type of an issue that comes up um it's really just in my mind, I would love to say, oh, it was just this one instance. It was just my dumb mistake. But a lot of the time it's if I could make the mistake, anybody can make the mistake. Yep. 
what are we doing and what controls do we have in place to kind of dummy proof it more and more for ourselves and make sure it's not happening moving forward. So I guess that's, yeah, I don't have any juicy uh, payroll stories necessarily. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this then. You've had experience in HR and payroll. Yeah. And that's been, like I said, it has given me so much more respect for payroll professionals. <laughs> so when I first started, I was like the one person who was like, pretty much solely responsible for making sure that 300 people got paid. And so Wednesday night before I'd go to bed, I would have to pull up payroll and be like, okay, I cannot, literally cannot rest until I make sure that make I sure. click the button to yep. push submit. Yes. Um, and I was like, it was very stressful, but obviously really enjoyed it. And payroll is just so important, right? Like it's the reason people go to work as much as we'd love to say that it's just because people are passionate about it. I don't think that we would have schools full of volunteers here. So yeah, um, yeah. I was definitely waiting for those lotto numbers to hit. You'll be bald. But Brooke, you hit on something really good here about the stress of payroll. And that's a consistent theme I see with in HR as well, but with my payroll colleagues and friends the you talk about not being able to go to sleep until payroll was run. I have a good friend who was in active labor and knew that nobody else could process the payroll that day. And so she she stayed until payroll was processed. The hospital. She, absolutely. She said she knew she was the one who was responsible for making sure everyone's paid. She went into labor a little bit early before the temp person came in. And it's that kind of pressure that payroll is under because you're talking about somebody's livelihood. And we, I did have an employer recently reach out and just say, oh, my pay was wrong. And I'm sure it'll just take you pressing a button to make it correct. Mm. And of course, that's the perceived reality yeah. of payroll. But it's actually so far from the truth that yeah. no, there's no button we can press that will magically pay you today. I yeah. wish there was. I'd be pressing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe edit that out. That's the employee's perception is yep. that they think that HR and payroll can magically press this button and fix any issues. But really, we do have to investigate any little hiccup that went wrong, because if we don't fix it now, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if payroll like honored these requests from some of our employees and not even here, just past? No, I, I work in New York, right? Yeah. And I would get people, hey, I didn't get paid. Where's my check? Can you cut me a new check right now? I'm going to come and get it. And and then I'd go look it up because I don't know what they think I was doing. And I'd be like, no, the check cleared. Oh, you know what? That's right. That's my fault. And then I had a, a CFO to tell me, also in New York, because as, as these things happen, he's Ryan, you got to be careful because they can go to the check cashing, cash their check, call you real quick. It'll look like the timing of it is looks crazy, like it's not cashed yet. And you might void and reissue. And they already got their money from the first check. Yeah, Because of the timing of a check cashing place and the banking system, the timing is off. And he's just be careful with that. And we, this was at a staffing company. So it was a lot of temps just jobbing it and doing stuff like that. So yeah, we have to validate the claim. And one of the things that employees often don't understand is that a lot of that information is created on the HR side. And like we say in this show all the time, it, Payroll just processes things that have already been approved. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we're not 
creating this. We can't update your pay rate. If your raise didn't go in yet, we can't just put it in and give you the money. If you were promised something from last payroll that didn't make it, we can't just give it to you. Everything needs approval. And nine times out of 10, it, it starts in HR or another department that originated that data, that approves that data. And payroll just pushes it along and gets it in into your bank. And so. on that, in that same regard, the data comes to HR uh, and we enter it. But it, but again, it originates somewhere else. That's right. Exactly. So they, I think employees sometimes have the misconception that we are the keeper of the keys yep. when it comes to that. And really, we're just the messenger. Yeah. Right? We're um, having data. So exactly. Again, it just, it's one of those really common misconceptions about HR and payroll is that we hold the, like I said, we hold the keys to the kingdom and we really don't because yep. if we did, it'd be very different. But That's we, true. We are dependent on the approval workflows that we have in place to guide our processes and procedures. And if those don't happen in the manner that they're supposed to happen or with the correct approvals, we can't, again, we can't just go off everyone's word as much as we, we trust and respect our employees. We have to follow the procedures we have in place. And trust but verify. Yeah. Trust but verify. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we always got to validate the claims. It's always what I'm teaching the entry level, the juniors, validate your claim, validate their claim. It's not about not trusting them, but it's just, right. hey, because they could have, they could see something different as well. It be, might be a learning opportunity for the employee. Hey, oh no, you got a direct deposit today, or you just switched your information. So you have a live check at the yep. your office today. So it's things like that really could make an impact. Now, Brooke, question for you. Now that you're in HR, how's that transition been? Have you been like tempted to do payroll or were you easily able to step away from payroll or do you get pulled back in sometimes? Oh, you already know that. You're asking because <laughs> you already know the answer. <laughs> so now here's what's happened is we'll be transitioning stuff and I'm just trying to be a little helpful and then I'll log in and I'll be like, oh, I guess I can't click that button anymore. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I want you to stop doing this all together. Okay, got it. Yeah, just always trying to help. But so, yeah, I think it's just a little bit in my nature just to want to do as much as I can and help as much as I can. But overall, it's been good. And I think it just helps having an awesome payroll team that you really trust and can work well with. And I think just like the mutual respect that. Yeah we have for each other is just so important and just giving recognition where it's due and everything too. Yeah. that And that is key. Amanda mentioned earlier, just having that right team. And we've been really blessed. I'll be honest. We've been really blessed with the people that we get to work with because somebody did some good hiring. I guess Ricardo really has a good finger on these positions and the people and the vibe, like really created a good culture because I, everybody is really great to work with and there's no one that's a battle, right? Especially with HR and payroll, because if you don't get along with that person, it's, oh my goodness, here we go with this person again. Yeah. Just always trying to do this and always. So I've had some bad dynamics in the past and, yeah. and it's tough and it's tough. And at the end of the day, everybody gets their job done, but it's, I, I want to be able to partner and not have to complain to your boss to get you to do something. Exactly. And that's one of the things I just love about our company and is the open communication with the leaders in this yeah. organization. I will never forget when I started here shortly after I, I joined the onboarding project that we were working through. 
And I got a call from Joe on my cell phone and I'd never had a CFO call me on my cell phone before. And I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son left me a message because it never came up, but I didn't recognize it. And yep. so I sent it Ignore. Away. Yep. And Joe just, hey, man, it's Joe. Give me a call back. And I'm just, my heart is pounding because in, <laughs> in my previous role, you, you barely said hi to the exactly. directors of departments. You looked ahead when you saw him in the hallway or he smiled and waved. So here was the CFO giving me a call and he was just asking me a question. So one, he called me and was just as kind as could be. And two, he wanted my input. Yep. And that was a big change, a culture shift for me is people were valuing my opinion. And that's one of the yes. great things that we have fostered within our own organization, especially as we've grown so much, is that open lines of communication between departments, between leaders and, and, and staff members, there's no one I would ever hesitate now that I've been here. There was no one I'd hesitate to pick up the phone and call if I had a question. Yep. I'm not afraid to call people because we have such a collaborative environment. And you're right, Ryan, that speaks to the people that we've put on the team. It really does. And I think I, I would hope that if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking, how do I get there? How do I make my organization be open and collaborative? It starts by picking up the phone and having the conversations. You, you got to break down those walls. Yes. Start communicating with each other. Because if you're, if you tense up and you're too afraid to, you, you're never going to get to a good open dialogue. Exactly. Yep. Same here. Ardo called me one day. Yeah. And it was just the same thing. It was like, hey, I got a problem. I need some help. I messed up his last name. And he's, what do you need? Oh, my God. And he's, oh, no, I just, I have this problem. And you need your help. And I'm like, oh, great. You're good. You, I was like, just like that. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then after that, it became, he shot me a text on my birthday and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just like such a family feel. Yeah. And I've had the same experiences where I didn't even know what my CEO looked like for a year. Yeah. So it's, it is a very unique and awesome opportunity and i'm really glad that i came on board and met you guys and we can keep growing yeah it's really awesome yeah we're glad you came on board too <laughs> thanks <laughs> all right all right so this is for payroll professionals so what would you tell a young hr professional and we get a little bit from both of you guys what would you tell a young hr professional kind of about to jump in the field or just in it and maybe oh my god should i stay here i guess i would say you have an awesome opportunity in front of you there's a common perception that hr is an advocate for the company not for the employee and there is some truth in that. And our job is to make sure that policies and procedures are followed and we're limiting, limiting legal risk. But I have built my career on being an advocate for employees and trying to do what's right for yeah, people with what I can do. So you have an awesome opportunity to really make an impact. Don't be afraid of the challenges that are going to be put in front of you because you're going to get to interact with every department. You're going to get to meet so many amazing people in positions that you never would have thought that you would be working with. So take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you and know that you will have an impact. You will make a difference in people's lives. And that's why I'm in this profession. Wow. Thank you. Brooke? Yeah, I would say the thing that just has excited me so much about human resources is that the way that we operate right now it's going to be totally different in 10 years and 20 years. It's really a field that's always changing. Yep. And it's a field where it's really fun to find your niche. 
Yeah. And so I think that if you're somebody who's interested and passionate about helping people and really, like Amanda said, the amount of time that people spend in the workplace is huge, right? Yeah. You want to create a positive work environment, a good culture for people. You can have such a big impact working in human resources. Yeah, that's Cool. And, I, and the common thread is helping people. I think that's what builds good HR and payroll people is if you have a sincere desire, motivation to help people. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, specifically, our whole, our whole industry is people. Yeah. It's all people. So whether we're helping the little people or the big people. Yeah. And shout out to the teachers out there. My little one went to a summer camp that is in our system. And she was crying on the last day when she left because she just was going to miss her teacher and miss the experience. She had a ball. She lived her best life over the summer. And she, yeah, she was crying. And I had to promise to like to bring her back and visit her during the school year just so she can be like, okay, cool. And they asked for her back. They're like, bring her back during the camps and bring her back on this day. And the teacher like, Text me after and was like, how is she doing? Oh, my gosh, I'll be here in the morning and here in the afternoon. You can bring her back anytime. And that's is really something special when these teachers connect to their kids and they're and that's the experience that I know all of them want. And all the teachers are like, if we just impact one kid, it yeah. changes their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our so teachers awesome. are amazing. Yeah. are amazing. Yeah, absolutely. If they're in there and they're good teachers, like they're doing this for real, they're saints because, yeah. you know, absolutely. it's a very tough job and I really thank them for it. Man, thanks guys. This is awesome. We got to figure out what else to bring you guys back for because I, I love the energy. I love the vibe. So we got to figure out some more HR payroll crossover topics to get you back on the show for. That sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You so much. Thanks, thanks, guys. All right, thank thanks. you. Bye. 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 joining us today on our podcast it's about payroll we're your hosts brian escobar and william duncan and until the next time folks keep learning keep growing and most importantly keep going